Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm a multimedia journalist and a graphic designer. So on there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got the Locked On Rangers host Bryce Patrick on. We're going to be talking about last night's game. And we're going to be talking about today's game and just how he feels about the Rangers in general this season. But first, your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44. Your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks are listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here's that conversation between Lockdown Rangers host and I, Bryce Patrick. All right, we got Bryce Patrick of the Lockdown Rangers. And before we get into any baseball talk, Bryce, I did want to mention I am the driver of the Luka Doncic bandwagon. I know you're a Mavericks fan, but I'm the guy who's saying I think Luka could be the next chosen one of this generation. I do think, you know, of course he needs the playoff success, but what I've seen so far from his talent, I think he could be that guy that could be in that GOAT conversation, you know, with a LeBron, Michael Jordan. I think he could possibly finish top 10 or maybe even higher all time. What do you think? That's that's a take, man. That's hot. I don't know if I'd go that hot yet. Uh, I think he's definitely got potential to do that. He's a, a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I did end up covering him for for a year in his his rookie season and, and Dirk's final season. So that was that was a lot of fun. And he's definitely making things a lot more fun, like just any sports fun to watch in Dallas because, like, the Rangers are just – they're not fun to watch this year. And the Stars, while good, are very boring. So – <laughs> Luka Doncic is the fun for uh, Dallas-Fort Worth sports fans. Yeah, I mean, 21, averaging 29-9 and 9, seeing what he can do, you know, already getting his team into the playoffs with a pretty poor roster. I know he has poor Zingas and everything, but the, the Mavs point differential, I think offensively, is like one of the best in the NBA. So I give a lot of credit to Luka. But like you mentioned mm-hmm. with – the Texas Rangers watching last night's game. What was your reaction seeing the Rangers almost get no hit, you know, just the fourth game of the season? You know, it's not even the first, like, being no hit they've taken at least through five innings. I think Saturday's game, they were also getting hit through, like, five innings um, <clears throat> or no hit through five innings, and they haven't scored more than, I think, three runs in the entire game. I actually missed the first couple innings because I was watching the Rangers – or for, watching the Mavs game. Um, then I switch over and see – the D-backs have a 3 nothing lead, and I was like, oh, no, an insurmountable lead. Three runs. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I was uh, working my, my job at Chick-fil-A, so I didn't get a chance to watch this game. But, uh, you know, I had the alerts on my phone and just checking and seeing, you know, through five now, Merrill Kelly, no, uh, no hits allowed. Man, I was just happy to see a D-backs pitcher get through five, honestly. That's the <laughs> was the only pitch on opening day to get even through four innings for the D-backs. So just to see a pitcher get through five, I thought that deserved a round of applause for the D-back. So Merrill Kelly, he came out firing. I did not expect him to be the best pitcher so far through one turn in the rotation. I mean, if you ask me which pitcher on this D-back staff are you least confident in, it would be the 31-year-old sophomore pitcher, Merrill Kelly, the guy who just came over from like either Japan or Korea just a, a couple seasons ago. So I, I would have expected him to go through, you know, pitch a no-hitter into like the eighth inning, but... 
Who on this Texas Rangers team are you excited about? Uh, you know, I mean, at least for the D-backs, you know, if they're, they're playing like crap, at least I got Ketel Marte. Is it Joey Gallo for you? Is it Lance Lynn? Who are you excited about to watch this team, you know, through this misery? Oh, it's Joey Gallo. It's always Joey Gallo. I've been, like, big on the Joey Gallo train, like, basically since he was drafted in 2012. So um, seeing his breakout year last year was a lot of fun, and seeing how miserable this offense has been so far, and he's the only one who, like, isn't, hasn't been just completely trash on offense. I mean, Ruben Ador did hit his first home run of the season um, and it's been okay so far on offense. Um, he's still hitting 200 on the season. Yeah, um, there's there's not a lot of upside in this lineup um, because, gosh, Joey Gallo is leading – of people who have more than, um, let's see, nine plate appearances, he's leading the team in batting average with uh, 214. 214, man, is leading this team in regulars. It's just, it's so bad, man. It's so bad, and it's so frustrating to watch. Yeah, it seems like Joey Gallo, at least in 2019, was at least starting to turn the corner a little bit when it came to batting average and just getting on base. I mean, he only played 70 games, but at least his OBP was 390. That, that batting average of 253 was a career high. He's still a home run beast. So what, what do you see in his game that he still needs to improve in a workout? Um, so he had a lot of holes in his swing. He was getting a little over aggressive. Um, but like, despite the batting average, honestly with him, it doesn't even matter because his, like his, his on base is always going to be good. His, uh, sluggy percentage is always going to be good. He's always got that ridiculous power. He's actually got more career home runs than singles, which is just an insane Joey Gallo fact that I love throwing out there. I think he's at like one twelve career homers and like one Oh six singles. Um, but yeah, um, the batting average doesn't really matter. But like when it does go up, like it did last year, it's a sign that like he's feeling more comfortable in the zone um, and attacking the zone. He had a big hole in the swing early on um, with fastballs up and in. He's kind of closed that gap now and um, hits fastballs up and in well. So there's not really a whole lot of holes. His swing, he's always going to have some swing and miss to him. Um, and he really excelled as a defender in center field mostly last year. So he was honestly probably top would have finished top five MVP voting um, if the MVP voting stopped at the all-star break, because he was absolutely killing it last year. Um, But he's not got a lot of help offensively this season. I thought some more players would be better than it is. And maybe I'm just freaking out because it's only been four games and uh, the Rangers lost Corey Kluber basically for the season, an inning into his start with the Rangers. But um, yeah, it, it definitely feels like, it the season to be melodramatic about everything since there's only 60 games right yeah let me ask you about that yeah since you you know the rangers are off to a slow start does that make you worried i mean with the 60 games you do need a little bit extra sense of urgency you can't waste too much time to get the ball rolling but still we're, we're only five games in so how worried should rangers fans be right now honestly like Give it, give it one more series after this Diamondback series. Like, please, Lord, if you if you don't score more than three runs in the first three series of the year, honestly, just punt the season. I'm 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 already on like on the borderline of like maybe cancel the season because of all the stuff that's going on with the Marlins. And like, it's not too much. Like, if the protocols don't change, it's not going to be long before it happens in the West Bubble and everything gets messed up there too. Um, but the Rangers, like, starting pitching is good. Like, they have really solid starting pitching. Lance Lynn and Mike Miner are aces. They are fantastic. They both finished top 10 in Cy Young voting, top eight, I think, and probably should have been higher. Mike Miner kind of fell off at the end of last season. But he's only been, like, transitioned back to full-time starter for now two seasons after spending time 
as a bullpen arm uh, with the Kansas City Royals the year they won uh, the World Series. But um, that starting rotation is, is great. Um, there's been a lot of encouraging things there. I'd like to see Nick Solak, who's kind of a utility guy. He's really bat first, um, plays like left field, second base, um, some center field, allegedly. Um, but I'd like to see him get more bats because he's probably going to be um, a huge bat. And they really need some offensive help because Shinsu Chu has not been good at all to start the season. Danny Santana, who's playing center field, um, is not doing well at all, who's hitting second or third every night. Um, Willie Calhoun has not gotten a hit yet in 10 plate appearances. Um, so things are rough for everybody right now. I think, yeah, the, the um, leading hitter, the most hits on uh, of anybody is three hits, um, which is Joey Gallo, Rugnet Odor, and uh, Nick Solak, who has only eight plate appearances. Nick Solak does. Man, that, that's tough to hear. And I don't know if a lot of people know this. I mean, I'm not a war guy, but if you like war, Lance Lynn was second among pitchers in war in the American League last year and six overall. So if you're, if you're a war guy, Lance Lynn was killing it last year in war. I think he's kind of underrated. I mean, the year he had last year was pretty dominant. I guess it was a little bit of a resurgence for him after the previous three seasons. If you look at his numbers, his strikeouts, I don't think he ever cracked 200 strikeouts before. His ERA was between a four and like a five and a half the previous three seasons. And the last year came out firing on all, cylind- on all cylinders, 246 strikeouts. It was pretty dominant, faced the most batters in the league, but also gave up the most wild pitchers in the league at the same time. So what improvements did you see, you know, in Lance Lynn's game at age 32? It's wild because he was a really uh, under-the-radar signing, and uh, just like Mike Miner was. Both of those guys were, like, really – I think uh, I think Miner was uh, three years, $10 million each year, um, and Lance Lynn was around that same figure. And I didn't see anything in him uh, in what he did in Minnesota or New York as, like, a plus of, like, oh, yeah, go get this guy. But, like, he was a one-time All-Star when he was 25 in 2012 with the Cardinals. Um, but the Rangers have done a really good job of finding these guys who were like had potential, like saw some potential. Like Mike Miner was a guy who was drafted in the first round out of Vanderbilt. Was a guy who the Braves thought could be a really good starter, and then injuries and stuff forced him into the bullpen. And the Rangers decided to give him a shot as a starter. So that worked out really well for Mike Miner, and it also worked out really well for Lance Lynn. Um, his fastball control was better. He was more aware of his analytics. They dove a little bit more into that. He focused a lot on his curveball and getting that back to speed because he's a very, very much fastball pitcher. It's it's four-seamer, sinker, cutter, um, throws that the vast majority of the time, doesn't really have a changeup, just has that curveball is the only other really non-fastball pitch he throws. But um, he was really judicious with that. And the thing about Lance Lynn, he – he's not sexy. Like, it's not like, Oh my gosh, one night he's going to throw like a perfect game with like 30 strikeouts. Like you Darvish would occasionally do just like those like awe inspiring performances. But the thing about Lance Lynn, that's so good that goes underappreciated is like, you always know what you're going to get from Lance Lynn. You're going to get like 105 to 110, maybe 120 pitches. He's going to go at least like six innings. He's not going to give up more than like three runs. And he's just going to do that every single night, no matter if his stuff is there, if it's off, doesn't matter he's going to get you about that result every single time and that consistency is so important um, for a baseball team
we'll get into breaking down tonight's game. But first, let me tell you about rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain store front. Wine door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the count man orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so we know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, we're going to see Lance Lynn in about an hour and 10 minutes facing Madison Bumgarner. Both of them are actually on my fantasy team, both Lance Lynn and Madison Bumgarner. So I'm hoping for, you know, I'm hoping we can both no-hit each other tonight until like the ninth <laughs> inning and bring in some relief because I'm going to need big performances out of both of them today. So what are you expecting from today's game? Which ace do you think will come out victorious? Or maybe it's all on the bullpen. Do, do you think maybe Joey Gallo or Odor goes for three home runs today? What crazy predictions do you have for today's game? Well, I don't think Odor will. Odor hasn't traditionally hit lefties very well. Joey's actually hit lefties pretty well. I remember his rookie season. Um, it was one of the first road trips that he had as a rookie. Um, it was an NL West road trip. They went to Dodger Stadium, and they played Clayton Kershaw at the height of his Clayton Kershaw-ness. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, dear Joey. And your strikeout-ness. Like, that's, that's not going to go well for you. I was so worried for him. And he struck out twice in his first two plate appearances. It looked just really bad. And in his third one, he hit what might be the longest home run of his career to dead right field over like 400. It was like, I think something around 450 feet. It was an absolute moonshot. And I've never seen Clayton Kershaw more pissed um, in all the times that I've watched him. But I think Joey could go for at least a home run. Um, I think they get Nick Solek and I'm hoping they get him in the lineup today. Just get him in the lineup more often because they just sent down, um, Leody Tavares, who is one of their top prospects, who's a defense first center fielder who can't really hit that much um, for some guy who can kind of hit. Um, I honestly can't even remember who they brought up to replace him, but they really didn't even get Leody much of a chance um, to play. But they're just like, we need some offense and uh, we need to do this now. So um, I think Madison Bumgarner is going to have an easy time with this lineup. It's no one's hitting right now. Everyone feels bad about themselves. Or maybe this is the game that they break out and prove me wrong. So, I don't know. I, I think the Diamondbacks take it, and, and the Rangers' season just goes a little bit more in the tank. Well, let me tell you this, Bryce. The D-backs' offense hasn't been any better. The only saving <laughs> grace for them has been that Marte Parte at the top of the lineup. We can't tell Marte and Starling Marte. Those, those have been the only saving grace. Pretty much everyone else in the lineup is batting 175 or below. You got, like, Christian Walker batting 267, which is really the, the third best player in this lineup. Really, this offense has been a struggle, too, and – Outside of Mary Kelly, I mentioned these pitchers, you know, aren't getting through four or five innings before imploding. So we're going <laughs> to see if Bumgarner, the second turn through the rotation, can finally get his feet under him. And 
actually set the tone for these next few guys. And hopefully, you know, that Merrill Kelly performance last night, you know, reset everything for this team and finally get some back on track. And hopefully, you know, we see both of these offenses break out today. We'll see. We somehow, I want to see, you know, dominant pitching and I want to see dominant offense. I don't know how both of them are going to happen, but we'll see what happens with today's game. And you know what? I, I still think, you know, even though both of our teams will start off slow, I still think there's a lot of time. I mean, if we look at the standings, I don't think the Dodgers are in the playoffs right now. I think the Orioles are a playoff team right now. So it's still too early. We still got, you know, once we hit like the, the 10, 15 game mark, that's when I'll start sweating if the D-backs are still last place in the division. But for now, I'm going to keep, you know, my hopes high. And there, we got 16 teams now in the playoffs. And real quick, what, what is your reaction from that? How do you feel about the extra playoff teams? Do you like it? I mean, it increases the Rangers' chances of making the playoffs. Or do you just think, you know, that we don't need the extra teams. Let's just see the best teams in the in the sport of baseball in the playoffs you know I think it's okay for this year I can talk myself into it I don't like it but I can talk myself into it and I can see why they did it if they keep it next year I'm gonna be mad um I think baseball is the main sport where the regular season matters the most like it's not even close and so like back in the day when they only had the world series like you had to be the best team in the league you got rewarded for that you got immediately to the world series and so you, ha you were facing the other team, the best team in the other league. And I think that was helpful and nice. I think it's, it's good to expand the playoffs just a little bit. But I think things in the playoffs, baseball more so than any other sport, is where things get fluky because baseball is such a fluky sport. And you need such a large sample size to see who's actually good and who just had one weird game. Um, and so we've seen that a lot. I thought the Rangers were the best team in baseball in 2010 and 2011 and most of 2012 until they fell off a cliff at the end of the season. Don't really want to talk about that, but fluky things happened. And uh, uh, San Francisco Giants team whose offense was built on popsicle sticks and paper scraps um, in 2010 was able to take out the Rangers. And I feel like that was most of the Ra most of the uh, Giants offenses when they won their three world series. But um, so I'm in favor of rewarding teams for a good regular season. And I don't think this does that, but it's a 60 game season. So things are going to be fluky anyway. So why, why not just like expand the playoffs and, and see what happens? Yeah, that's kind of my overall sentiment too. I'm okay with it for right now, but yeah, like you said, probably for next season, I'd rather go back to 10 games, but for, personally, I do want to see, I want to see the season be cut a little bit. I'm not saying it has to be 60 games. If we could get to like 120, 110, I think that's a fine number. I don't understand why it has to be 162. I don't understand how we came to that. I feel like it's a pretty arbitrary number, so I feel like if we cut 40 games off the season, it's still not going to be that much of a difference. You're still going to have a large sample size. You're still going to play more games than any other sport in, you know, American sports that we have here. So do you, do you think we could see possibly baseball cutting more games in the future? I don't think so. And I think the biggest reason for that um, is because baseball more than any other sport loves to have its historical comparisons. And so if you cut the season to 120 games, all those benchmarks of like 40 home runs, 50 home run season, whatever, all these records are that are already like pretty untouchable become completely impossible to match. Um, and everything just gets skewed and the historical numbers um, like the career, like 3000 hits, maybe no one will ever get 3000 hits again if we go to 120 games. Um, and so that's a big deal to a lot of players and to a lot of baseball historians and definitely the players association. So I don't think that happens. Also, 
you probably have more of a life than I do, but I, I love all of the baseball games. Give me all the baseball games, even when they're terrible. Like I, I need it. I need something to do every night. So um, maybe the base, I bet the baseball beat writers feel differently because they're working almost every night. Um, and they're like, Hey, give me as many off days as I can. I think we get what six this season. So um, they would definitely be in favor of your proposal, but I don't, I don't think that I am. I like the history. Okay, okay, I feel you on that. Yeah, we would have to, you know, change the stats. But you know what? Babe Ruth, you know, we look at some of those crazy numbers. Cy Young has, like, how many wins, you know? <laughs> Babe Ruth was pitching and hitting. So it was a weird time. Those numbers are already kind of fluky. We, we can't even look at those numbers from back then. So let's just change the sport. Let's just evolve, you know? That's what I'm saying. But Bryce, thank you for coming on today. Do you have any last remarks that you want to say? Or do you want to shout out, you know, the Lockdown Rangers Twitter handle and maybe your own personal Twitter handle? Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick, Bryce with an I, Patrick with no K or with no C. Gosh, I even forgot how to spell my own name. This pandemic is hitting different. Um, follow Locked On Rangers. Um, also, if you like basketball talk, uh, Locked On Mavs is phenomenal. Nick and Isaac do a really good job there. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all I got to promote. Oh, also support local, local journalism, just wherever you are. That's true. I always agree with that. Thank you, Bryce, for coming on. It's Bryce Patrick of the Locked On Rangers. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freezer with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnic and vitamin B6 